0: It has been far too long since I've done an extras episode and offered some outtakes that didn't make the cut due to time limitations, but with the release of the Peter Jackson documentary on the Disney Plus channel about the greatest band in the world, I thought it's time to share two stories, not included in episode 314, about the later years of the Beatles in Chicago with author John F. Lyons, the man behind Joy and Fear, the Beatles, Chicago, and the 1960s. By the way, if you have not yet checked out the first podcast episode with John F. Lyons, number 217, check that out as well. The first story involves the hotel the lads stayed in when they returned to Chicago in 1965 to play at Comiskey Park. Enjoy John and Me and ignore the August cicadas.
1: Now, in terms of the Beatles, they stayed two nights and they stayed in a place called the O'Hare Sahara Inn and it was out near obviously O'Hare Airport and uh, that was because that was where they thought they were going to come in but again Mayor Daly, just to make sure decided again to play the old trick so he swaps the airport and so they actually arrived at Midway Airport again at 3.15 in the morning just to make sure there wouldn't be any fans there Wow. Yeah. so anyway so he ends up uh, they end up coming into Chicago, therefore, on that morning of the concert. They actually arrived at three fifteen the morning of the two shows. And uh, when the when the uh, the concert, oh, sorry, when the uh, uh, hotel that they stayed in advertised the fact that the Beatles were staying there, uh, that meant that hundreds of fans decided not only to swarm the hotel the day that the Beatles came in, but also decided to book rooms in the hotel. So basically, the whole hotel. Was full of drinking, fornicating, teenagers, and maybe slightly older. Allegedly. Allegedly. And uh, the Beatles arrived there and there's hundreds of fans waiting for them outside at four o'clock in the morning. And the two nights they stayed there was basically just party central.
0: Well, and I saw in your book, you've got pictures of, you know, people out front, you know, holding up banners and, and you know, kind of making a, a, a big show of it. So, you know, it's funny that the mayor was going out of his way to kind of tamp it down. But, of course, the hotel saw a chance to increase their... Uh, you know, prestige? Exactly, yeah. It. And it, it was a new hotel. It had only been
1: there, uh, let me think, three years. 1962 it was built. Luxury hotel oh. out near O'Hare Airport. It had a lovely swim, big swimming pool, uh, outdoor swimming pool. And uh, fine dining, the, the, the best in uh, international entertainment played there. And it was built by somebody called Manny Scar. And he may be famous or may be familiar to some people in Chicago. He was a famous gangster.
0: I had no idea i know they Gangsters had that, they had them here come
1: on sorry tommy they did.
0: well you know what i'm learning something new every sentence so
1: he built this luxury hotel that was uh, as he described it little las vegas at uh, near o'hare airport without it. the gambling
0: well, of course yeah. officially
1: and uh, so anyway but uh, he sold the hotel then within a couple of years so anyway so when the beatles actually did arrive there in 65 many scar no longer owned the hotel but uh, a lot of people think that he did. It was actually owned by just a couple who wanted the Beatles to kind of give prestige to this hotel that had been given a bad name because of its association with Manny Scar. Sure. Yeah.
0: Paul McCartney spent some time under the radar here in the Chicago area in 2008, as John F. Lyons explains here. Paul McCartney,
1: also in the summer of 2008, had a big birthday. And that big birthday, he was 66 in 2008. And he had a new girlfriend, now his wife. Nancy. Nancy. And what does a new girlfriend give to her boyfriend on his 66th birthday? Tommy, I can see your mind there. Move away. So, therefore, what she decided to do was to go with him on a tour... Of Route 66 and of course Route 66 starts in Chicago so they rented a car in Chicago and drove Route 66 in the summer of 2008 and the first major stop was at the Joliet Area Historical Museum and they walked into the museum and uh, the woman that works at the museum said oi now I don't think she did actually say oi but you know you yeah, get the yeah. idea.
0: Not, not, uh, the museum. I don't think
1: so. But anyway, she said to them oi move your car you can't park there. So they went out of the museum they moved their car to a place where they could park. And they came back into the museum and they were given a tour of the museum and he also gave uh, the the woman that worked there a, a uh, autograph and uh, told her please don't tell anybody else that uh, we are in the museum because we we're doing a tour. Of route 66 and we don't want other people knowing and she didn't tell anybody oh nice. no and because i did speak to her, i know i know her and she did she didn't tell anybody but as they then proceeded down route 66 and they stopped at different places to get gas and etc. etc. they were spotted people took photos doesn't have the same social media that we have today but it was enough for radio stations to pick up on the fact and so therefore they had to curtail. They never made it down the full. So so, uh, that tour also means that Paul has a special connection with uh, Chicago because of that eventful Route 66 tour he made in the summer of 2008.
0: There you have it. Extras from my conversation with the inimitable John F. Lyons. I will have a link if you would like to purchase his book in the show's notes. As always, anything you purchase through those links may generate a small commission for the podcast and help offset production costs at no additional cost to you. Thanks for listening.